0: What is that stuff? A Silly putty with a bang. I was ready for a lazy week of serious scuba diving off the Grand Keys. A Spanish galleon loaded with treasure had gone down over four centuries ago, and I was going to spend my vacation looking for it. Oh. But Pete Thornton had another idea. Pete. It also involved treasure hunting, but he told me I could leave my Hawaiian shirt at home.
2: Ew, that's gross. (laughs) So MacGyver was going to relax while looking for sunken treasure. Sunken treasure. They said four centuries ago? Yeah. 400-year-old sunken treasure, but apparently Pete has something better than scuba diving for treasure. And he told him to leave his shirt at home. What do you think Pete's trying to do here?
1: I have no idea.
2: Pete's just being gross, because Pete doesn't show up in this entire damn episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. This is Mullets and Memories, episode 78. Today, Greg, Anthony, and I will be discussing season four, episode 14, Gold Rush. Anthony, how are we doing? Good. Thanks for having me back, uh, Hey, guys. no problem. We're happy to have you here again. Um, Greg is... Uh, Taking funny pictures of himself right now. Shut up. You look really good when you do that, by the way. Do I? Yeah. I appreciate uh, you. I appreciate yeah. your face. So last week we uh we talked about hookers. Uh this week we did. this week we're gonna be talking about uh talking about gold. Isn't that weird? Isn't that so weird? We talk about gold, alright? Um but not that kind of gold. It's uh Russian gold, actually, is what we will be discussing oh. uh, over the course of this episode. This was a um we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Greg, about how we miss MacGyver sort of like going on missions. Like, obviously, this wasn't out of the country, um, but like we miss MacGyver going on like missions like this. Yeah, like, yeah. You could have a group of people like out in the wilderness and like doing. Like, I miss. I like the down home MacGyvers, but like they were. These ones have been getting the last couple have gotten a little soapboxy for me.
1: Um, they've been very good. Yet, I want. I want. I want to harken back to the the first season where it was just r- silly, ridiculous silliness. plots, and
2: I think this one is has no shortage of of silliness. Um, oh, for sure! The finale of this episode is is like straight up Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> this is the most far fetched craziness yet. I loved it. <laughs> I can't wait to get to the end of it. I just I just want to laugh again about the whole end of this episode. I just want to laugh. I just, <laughs> I just want to laugh. <laughs> Columbia necktie. <clears throat> So what do you say we get into this episode? God almighty. Um, all right. So that clip you heard was actually like about a minute and a half into the episode. So prior to that, we see uh, a flashback to 1944 about them in the Arctic region, the Arctic Circle. And we see a, a joint American-Russian military flight. Mm-hmm. Um, they're taking uh, a fortune in gold, about $100 million, $100 million in gold. It was more than that. I think he said it was a little, he said it was a little over, a, over 100 mil. He says over 100 million. Well, I thought it was 500. No, I guess it was. I don't remember. It, it's, I, I, don't, anyway, I watched it an hour ago, and I don't remember. I, see, this is my problem, is even though we've watched this an hour ago, I, the last episode, there were moments that I... And I have a synopsis that I write in front of me, and I still can't remember <laughs> key plot points in the episode. <laughs> but anyway, it's a fortune in gold. Yes. And they're carrying it across the Arctic Circle. So something happens to this uh this flight and the plane goes down Mm -hmm. and crashes and that's really all we see we see the crate of gold like hit the side of the plane as it crashes it opens and a couple of gold bars fall out Mm -hmm. and then we cut to macgyver so we don't really know much about it other than we see the plane crash and we know that there's gold somewhere so then we hear macgyver talking about wanting to go scuba diving for this like 400 year old uh treasure but pete has other plans for him
1: like I, how the hell does the phoenix foundation get involved with this stuff uh, what like what time. do
2: they do <laughs> they're just a think tank all right? Oh, right they're just a think they're tank. just a think tank that's right okay <laughs> um but uh, so apparently what what's happening is macgyver is coordinating a, a russian-american expedition mm-hmm. to recover this gold right and i think they say it was either 100 or five i don't remember what they said but it's a lot of a gold. tremendous amount of money yeah yeah absolutely so on this team, so we've got MacGyver, and we've got a guy, um, his name is Turk West. He's a colonel. And that is a good name. Turk West. Oh, he's the My best. name is Turk West.
0: Pretty badass. Yeah.
2: So what ends up happening after that is he's he he served as the navigator on this flight back in 1944, mm-hmm. and he was the only survivor on the plane. Hmm. Um, so we meet him, and we also meet uh sergey sergey Baranov, yes uh from the russians and we also meet dr natalia verskaya, mm-hmm. <laughs> natalia verskaya. <laughs> um, Baranov is in charge of the uh he was in charge of the u.s russian missions during world war ii mm-hmm. um, and natalia's along as just an extra set of eyes for for part of this expedition and so macgyver's like oh it's you
1: Mm, yes it is. And, it's like, been a long time, really MacGyver. Un- MacGyver just goes
2: into like full MacGyver dick mode. Well,
1: it <laughs> she's like, It's been a long time, MacGyver. That was five years ago. He's like, mm, I thought you'd be happy to see me. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh-huh. goes full on
2: dick on this woman, like <laughs> seriously. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what wait. what was that? Full on douches the no. <laughs> <laughs> No basically he's an Digging asshole, a hole, David. He's an asshole. Like he's yeah. just like he's such a prick to her. Oh totally. Um, and we don't know we don't find out why for like l- a long time he's just he like completely like freezes her out for mm. a majority of the episode.
1: No pun intended because they're in the Arctic. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey <laughs> look oh, at you Look at me.
2: <laughs> so we cut to the uh, to one of the uh, into one of the research tents, I guess is what you um, mm. and Turk is, I'm not going to call him West. We're going to call him Turk. Turk. I love that. It's a great name. My name's Turk. It was Colonel Turk. Turk the Dirk. <laughs> Turk Turkleton.
1: <laughs> Turk Turkleton's.
2: So he's like, oh, I finally found the plane on the satellite photos, and he's got a very Sam Elliott voice. Yes. Turk. He's got a very deep, deep drawl to his voice, and he's like, I found the, I uh, found the plane finally. And My first question at this was like, how the hell they just find it now? He's been looking for forty four years. Yeah, and thankfully they actually explained it because in normal MacGyver speak, it would be like, oh, we found this. You know, after that, uh, no explanation. Like, all right, let's go find it. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that they just they actually explained like, yes, how they how like how after all these years did you find that? And like, well, the Arctic wind shifted and finally cleared this, and we were able to find the tail end of the plane in the satellite images. Mm. Like, perfect, great. And MacGyver's like, yeah, great, but there's a storm moving in, which is
1: interesting, right? Because I'm just going to spoil it right here. The storm never
0: arrives. Nope, yeah, not at all. It never it's does. Like, it's a lovely day. There. It's a beautiful lovely day the days. whole time. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so either we wait and the storm buries the plane again, or we we rush in early and we have to leave now. So let's leave in an hour.
2: Yeah, I love that because they're all like, they're like, well, I guess we'll just have to get ready to go uh, go in the morning. And was like, yep, no, be ready in an hour. We also we
1: <laughs> we brushed over. So with, during introductions, um, uh, the uh, f- go through the names again. Baranov, Baranov, and the girl Natalia, Natalia. Baranov introduces Natalia to um, the American soldier. What's his name? Turk. Turk. Jesus. Why don't I remember names like this? And and uh, Natalia holds her hand out to shake Turks, and he just blows her. Like he just like, nope, I'm not shaking your hand, and goes off and does some other stuff. Yeah.
2: For when, and we don't know why. Like he no. talks.
1: He talks to her, but he's like, I'm not going to shake your
2: hand. Yeah. Like, he hmm, just let's... totally blows her off, and that's yeah. another moment of like tension between. Right. Yeah. Turk and MacGyver. Now MacGyver hates her. Turk apparently hates her for some reason. But he salutes.
1: Turk salutes um, the other guy, Baranov. Yeah. He Salutes Baranov. Oh yeah. Because he's. I think because they're both military background. He's just like. I'm, I just, just. I'm used to it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Now we we should mention before we go again um, that Baranov is played by one of my favorite characters from previous seasons. Baranov is played by the actor who played Starkos. Yes. In GX One, the psychic who found the downed Russian plane. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> great. I loved it Um, So yeah so They head out on the expedition to to Sort of like find the down plane Mm -hmm. And um, MacGyver stops To kind of like get his bearings a little bit and Natalia gets out and follows him And um, Barinoff Comments to to West As they're outside Barinoff's like You know what's really interesting Is that back in 1944 There was no report of a Storm Mm -hmm. out there he's like so what what gives and west was like listen i'm telling you right now the pilot ordered me to bail out of this plane Mm -hmm. but i tell you right now i could have landed that plane no problem we could have gotten out of that yeah
1: so it's just an interesting little moment like more like "Hmm." like he was like the pilot wanted him to be a survivor to to tell people where to look right so he bailed like they said so okay interesting yeah they were running out of fuel um right and so yeah he jumped
2: so back outside natalia's like MacGyver, I just want to apologize again. And Max, like, nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> no, not gonna. I, don't, I don't accept nobody her
1: likes her. <laughs> it's too bad. I felt bad for her. <laughs>
2: I did, I really did. And uh, she's like, "Listen, things are different now." She's like, "Where I'm working, you know, I'm working really hard." She's like, "I, I want to recover all this gold so that." She's like, "I want to help the earthquake victims in Russia." She's mm-hmm. like, "Things have changed. I'm different. I promise." And MacGyver's like, "Cool,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah." Right. Good for you. You want a fucking medal? <laughs> <laughs> like, MacGyver's like, listen. He points out to her. he's like, he thought like she was telling the truth. He's like, I thought you were telling the truth to me five years ago in Helsinki when you told me your dad wanted defect. Right. She was like, well, I, I, I. He did want to defect. I, I'm tell That was the truth. But she's like, times have changed. I didn't have any choice back then. Mm. She's like, I told you what you needed to hear. And so they do find. That, so after that moment comes up, they 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 come across the down plane they see the tail of the plane sticking out of the snow mm. boom there it is macgyver pulls out his funky old Binox. his oh they weren't binox i know they weren't Binox. i just wanted to say Binox again <laughs> it was a monarch <laughs> it was a monarch um it's an all it was a it was a, he called it the ultrasound scanner um and he scans the plane and he's like well it all came down one piece uh he's like but the cargo door's missing. missing yeah, you can see it through the snow and all this yeah. stuff um how are we going to get to the cargo door then uh well, and he like he Natalia asked that right yeah yeah and he like yeah. he just like hands her a shovel and walks away <laughs> and she's like oh okay <laughs> oh I see so we're gonna be digging yeah
0: yeah that's what the shovels for Dick <laughs> well also like no, it's so you're funny. you're gonna be digging <laughs> yeah they, they...
1: all the men are just sitting around laughing right. and Natalia's <laughs> like.
0: Could no, I, but could I have a pair of gloves? <laughs> no, no, <laughs>
2: no, no. <laughs> I'll shit on your gloves. No,
1: <laughs> but they're all like it's funny. They're all out for on this expedition. That's a joint Russian-U.S. or Soviet-U.S. mission, and there's only four of them. <laughs> and right? They they're not really well equipped to do anything. <laughs> no. Not really. No, they don't really have a lot of tools. Like, they're not really dressed for it. Well, (laughs) Turk has a pickaxe. It's it's an ice axe. It is. For (laughs) ice climbing. And other things. And other
2: things. (laughs) So, yeah, so they find the down plane. They get in there, and Natalia's digging, and everyone else is too. And so they get in, they dig down to the hatch, and they get into the plane. But MacGyver keeps digging. when he gets into the plane oh right like he
1: turns around (laughs) and keeps digging in the pile of snow like shoveling more snow it's like even though he got in
2: and the other characters are coming in after him (laughs) yeah it's kind of funny so they get in there and they kind of like search around for a little while and it's actually nice and I like the atmosphere of this scene it's everything's really really dark and you can kind of like see their breath in the air and they're just like walking around you see the one flashlight Um, and they discover pretty quickly that there's one gold bar and no other bars left Right. Just, uh, the whole
1: crate is empty and just one bar sitting by itself in the middle, which right off the bat for me is incredibly suspicious.
2: Right. It's what did I say? I found this here. Um, It was OK. So here's here's something I found about the weight of this gold. OK. Based on the timing. So it says the aircraft that they used had a... This is from IMDb. So it says the aircraft in the episode had a normal maximum load of 6,000 pounds with an emergency max load of 7,000 pounds. The plane was transporting $100 million or a little bit more in gold bars. This is even using the $400 an ounce price, more than the 1989 price, the gold would have weighed over 15,000 (laughs) pounds if it was the World War II value the gold weight would have been over 190,000 (laughs) pounds. So we're talking anywhere from 15,000 to 190,000 pounds of gold. That's amazing. That were taken (laughs) off.
0: That these four people are going to get down Well,
2: that that plane... (laughs) was supposed right. to have on it 45 years ago was somehow taken off of that plane
1: well more than more than twice of its maximum ca- capacity to carry oh way more than twice On well, the low end yeah fifteen thousand was it fifteen thousand pounds it was, it was seven thousand pounds was the max emergency load well, well the gold the gold would have been fifteen thousand right 15 so more than half more than twice yeah it's, its maximum emergency <laughs> load or a hundred and thousand hundred thousand some odd pounds yeah. almost two hundred thousand pounds but That's yeah it's insane. fine no
2: they got that out, no problem. No problem. <laughs> um, and so MacGyver just very nonchalantly is like, "Well, clearly these guys must have gotten it out here. They couldn't have hauled it that far because it was so heavy. Still, yeah, even no if it shit, was- it wasn't so heavy. Even if it was one crate of gold bars, that uh, the crate measuring
1: maybe four feet square, yeah, that is incredibly heavy, and it would have taken forever. Ever, Absolutely. well, they
2: had forty-five years to get it to where they needed. <laughs> I guess so. it's true. <laughs> and at this point, Barnoff notices that right before that, Barnoff notices that the cockpit is empty oh. and that the two guys are gone and that the mm-hmm. gold is gone. And yeah. that's when MacGyver deduces, like, okay, so they clearly took it, but they couldn't have gotten very far right. because of the weight. Right. So they're like they're searching around for some clues. And they're trying to figure out what goes on. And so Natalia tries once again to talk through this with MacGyver and to get this apology. To be accepted, and she's like, "Listen, I was telling you the truth. My uncle did want to defect with the KGB." She's like, "The KGB learned that he wanted to do this, and they used him as a hostage." Mm-hmm. So she's like, "I had to steal these papers from you in order to prove this." Uh-huh. And she's like, "MacGyver, will you accept my apology? I, this is I'm so sorry. It was so long ago." And MacGyver's like, "Yeah, right. Your apology accepted." <laughs> she's like, "Really? Yeah." yeah Yeah, cool Success, and then his tone immediately shifts he's he's, like (laughs) the nicest person in the world (laughs) and he's a lot more talkative and like every yeah it's just
1: like
0: so macgyver he just needed to hear the words from her exactly
1: (laughs) we were talking like macgyver is like the first guy to like offer help to somebody Mm -hmm. regardless like sight unseen he won't ask questions he'll offer you his help yeah but as soon as you burn him once. Right. You're dead to him. He except will for Jack hold Dalton. <laughs> yeah. Except for Jack Dalton. Jack could yeah. fuck him over so many times. Totally. And I've noticed situations like this, like with Natalia, with other characters, that they're generally due to a due to a misunderstanding. Yeah. And MacGyver is ultimately in the wrong for yeah.
2: being so, so so grumpy about it. Right. This seemed to be a mis- a kind of a misunderstanding. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. It's, he it's held like, it for
1: five years. He'll he'll take your word for it, he'll give you the benefit of the doubt until you burn him right or he perceives that you ripped him off he did Mm -hmm. the
2: same thing with lisa kohler in the season three premiere exactly she burned him by faking her own death but it took one kiss or whatever and she was like he was like oh man i forgot how much i loved you yeah right (laughs) okay okay oh okay (laughs) cool (laughs) craziness um so they're searching the plane and and baronoff comes across a crate and when he opens it he finds a crate full of old vodka bottles and in those bottles is just straight up moonshine yeah um, 150 proof 150 proof moonshine and uh you know he and Natalia Byronov and Natalia are like you know they're just like swigging this shit back he's like this is the good stuff it's like white <laughs> lightning they're just like <laughs> they're drinking it back no problem like they're just like goofing around with it and um uh, Turk sees the single gold brick on on the table mm-hmm. and after uh after after Baranov and MacGyver and and Natalia leave he grabs the brick and he flips it over and he notices that there are longitude and latitude numbers written on the underside of the brick. Yes, yes. So he starts like writing it down, not very subtly either. No. but meanwhile,
1: like L- Natalia and MacGyver and and Baranoff are in the cockpit right. examining the fuel gauge. And the- and it- the 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 story was that the plane ran out of fuel, so they had to crash land. Right. Um. But. This fuel gauge shows that it was three quarters full still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's really weird. So Baronoff stands up and just starts mulling things over and turns around and sees um, <sighs> Turk Turk writing these, writing something down on a piece of paper. Right. And slowly starts to approach him um, and just mentions something weird. It's like, he knows he's up to something, but he doesn't confront it. He's like, so we noticed something interesting that the cockpit shows that there's still fuel left. And what's your explanation? Because Turk was there when all this was going down, and Turk's like, well, hmm. um, As he lights his pipe, he's like, I don't know, maybe it's a clogged fuel line. Mm, I'm going to take this outside.
2: and puffs on his pipe and leaves. I'm going to go search the area and take this out. Okay, bye. (laughs) That's "That's, not suspicious at all. (laughs) That's weird. But I love that when he puts it in his pocket, he puts the writing in his pocket, like, so unsubtle. Like, he just, he looks back at Barnoff and he's like, uh -uh -uh -uh."
0: he's like jamming it in his pocket.
2: I'm like, oh, cool. Um so he goes, he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna check this out, I'm gonna take my pipe. I'm gonna yeah. take my pipe and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take my pipe and I'm gonna shove it
1: up my ass. I mean, I'm gonna
2: smoke it. <laughs> I'm gonna smoke it through my um <clears throat> So I love that Baranoff. so he leaves and Baranoff like just starts to follow him.
1: Right. Which is weird. He doesn't he doesn't go back to Natalia and MacGyver and say, Hey, he's up to something. No. He follows him on his own and doesn't say anything, just like creeps up slowly. Yeah. Um, and what we didn't see is like Baronoff went to, they have like a snow cat, like these like tra- tracked vehicles for going around the snow, goes up to that, and he, he takes some C4 that he had smuggled up or hid. In a fruit juice packet box. Right, exactly. Oh, right. He pulls out the fruit <laughs> juice packets, like like bug juice, like dry juice, and uh, pulls out the C4, puts it in his pocket, and then starts stomping up the hill of the like the snow bank. And, just, yeah. with, and he has an ice axe, too. Yes.
2: That's the other thing. Yes. He has his ice axe. It's a, it's a big ice axe. It's a large pick on the end. Yep. <laughs> Perfect for... Th- <clears throat> so MacGyver and Natalia are back in the plane, and they find a box, and when they open it, they realize that um, inside is a, it's a dictaphone. Mm. And actually there's an unused... There's a cylinder in the in the box that has clearly has been recorded on. It's still in the
1: dictaphone. Is it? It's actually still in the machine. Oh, I didn't see now, that. I, those, I, those listeners who aren't familiar with a Dictaphone is, it's a recording device that records on wax drums from like the 40s. It was a, a way to record uh, conferences and thing, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it recorded on wax. Now, it's yeah. amazing that those wax drums, after 40 years in the Arctic, aren't shattered into bits. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. That's, <laughs> that's fine. It's neither that's fine. here nor there.
2: Um, and so they assume that the crew must have left a message. Mm-hmm. There's something on there. Yeah. Um, so we cut back to the outside of the plane quickly and we see Baranoff, not Baranoff, uh, Turk is up there and he's like, he's digging a hole at the top of the mountain and he shoves the C4 into it and uh, Baranoff confronts him. But before they can kind of like get into this moment, we cut back inside and MacGyver's trying to figure out how he's going to power up the Dictaphone. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he takes duct tape and he duct tapes the pencil to the cylinder so that he can basically turn the cylinder by hand, by right. hand, the so hand cranks read it. Read the message, but he still has nothing to amplify or to play the message off of. So he takes um, her cat pin. Is it a cat pin? It was a little bear. It's like a was it a bear? Mm, it, yeah, was it was the Russian a,
0: bear. Yes, yeah, so it was a bear. Was, was it?
1: I, you remember the bear from the Olympics? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Fine. It was that bear.
2: <laughs> okay. So she gets. So he takes it. And I love it because he breaks the pin. Uh, he like he breaks the the pin off the back of the brooch, mm-hmm. and she like gives this defeated look, and he goes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even care. He it's just like, breaks the it's pin like off. Like the Phoenix Foundation will replace it. Don't worry. It's, no, it's priceless. It's an
1: heirloom for my right. grandmother. It's right.
2: Fo- foundation will take care of it. There, we'll but be it's good. it's one of a kind. It's, it's priceless. Ir- your, Natalia, your grandmother was buried with another brooch, right? He, yeah. The Phoenix Foundation will take care of it. Don't wait, worry. wait, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he takes the brooch pin and he takes and they create like a paper funnel, mm-hmm. and he attaches the brooch pin to the bottom of the funnel. Puts the pin on the cylinder and then starts spinning right. the
1: cylinder, and it starts playing. He like, makes a he makes a megaphone, like yeah. an old timey record player,
2: and we start hearing the crew speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're speaking directly to Turk. Uh, back mm-hmm. this is back in nineteen forty four, and they're speaking directly to Turk, and they're like, "Hey, we know you sabotage this fuel line, Turk. Yeah. Like we 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 know that we know it was you. Here are the coordinates to the gold." Uh huh on this one gold brick that we're leaving for you. Uh good luck finding us. Uh-huh. But I'm pretty sure that you will. And like that's the whole Yeah. that's the whole message. It's very cryptic right. like mm. we're going to go ahead and mm-hmm. It's like a they're, they're trying to it, it they feels like they're trying to set them up for something cuz they're not just going right. to like lead him to the gold like in a perfect in a perfect in a perfect world. Mm-hmm. Um so we cut back to Baronoff out on the mountain with West uh with Turk and he's like, you sabotaged that flight, Turk. I know you did it. I did it. And Turk's like, yep, nope, I definitely did that. I definitely, I sabotaged, <laughs> definitely that. sabotaged that. <laughs>
1: definitely that. And Baron also mad. Like, mm.
2: you killed two, per- two, two good, loyal soldiers.
1: You should know that, being a man of the military. And that's like how, how awful that is and all that betraying you know fellow men and stuff like that. Right. And Turk's like, yeah, OK. Yeah. In- you know how much money that is, though? But do you know how much money that is?
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I love that he's like, he's like, yeah, I did that to the fuel line. He's like, I made sure that the plane was going to go down and I could just recover the gold whenever I wanted. Right. 45 years later. <laughs> He's like, he, he made it, said, I've tried it once
1: before and I couldn't. And now I'm not going to fail this time. Right. And, the, and then he, it comes at Baranov with the ice axe. And it comes at him and then Baranov blocks it. And they get into this fantastic, as you put it,
2: old man fight. <laughs> to, if anybody <laughs> listens to the last episode of Champion Climb blow Your Mind, knows that I have an affinity for <laughs> old men. <laughs> <laughs> I love... I love talking to old men. I love just just something about... So this old man fight was pretty awesome to me. <laughs> D- Dave was quiet through the whole thing and breathing heavy. Oh, my God, my God. They left me alone. <gasps>
0: oh, damn. Oh, Baranoff.
2: <laughs> oh, Baranoff. Oh, um, Turk. So, so they, they fight for... It's a good solid 45 seconds to a yep. minute fight. And uh, so Baranoff gets up to go back at Turk. And Turk picks up his ice axe and just... Whips it from like fifty yards away and drills off right in the chest with the pickaxe. Ah,
1: oh, oh,
0: it's a great
2: uh. shot. Knocks him down. Takes him right down. Just rolls down the hill. And he rolls down the hill back towards the plane.
0: Yeah. I feel like for at that time for network TV, that's pretty. There have been you know, some moments in this show I mean, that's I... not you know it's not gory or anything, but it's a pretty intense. Death. Oh yeah, <laughs> right,
1: yeah, ice axed, <laughs> yeah, right in the chest, <laughs> thrown. W- Ice axing.
2: <laughs> uh, there have been moments in this show that have had that. I feel like I'm like God. Network TV shows this like mm-hmm. chat the challenge. Like when mm-hmm. you hear Larson use the N word mm-hmm. to MacGyver, mm-hmm. I'm like nine o'clock on network TV on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Like how, like good gravy. And that MacGyver
1: was. became kind of like a family show. Like people, kids liked it. A right. lot of people yeah. liked it. You know, it wasn't like. It, it. i don't want to say it was soft television but it was easily digestible television yeah right, right. wasn't like and it was you,
2: like you could call it kind of like a fluff like fluff like it's like you, you kind of forget yeah. about it you like watch it because MacGyver's on sunday night everyone get around the tv what but then you have stuff like that like with the with larson and the challenge or like mm-hmm. this with the ice pick through the <laughs> chest and it's just like <laughs> what the yikes. fuck? you know um, I mean, I let my kids watch MacGyver with me when I'm getting ready for episodes, but like there are ones like I did not let them watch the challenge with me because no. don't need to, I mean, they need to know about that topic, but like, no. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was it was a great like that the ice pick was a great like yeah. shocking moment. It was yeah. like yeah. whoa, oh yeah, and
1: then he like falls on it and rolls down the hill. It was pretty a yeah. um, pretty impressive.
2: Um, so MacGyver and Natalia they they hear as they get out of the plane. They hear Turk driving away, and you you see you get a shot of Turk driving away in the snowcat, and he stops, gets out, and he triggers the explosive, the C four, which triggers a terrible stock footage uh, avalanche. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Natalia and Mac dive back into the plane, which has now buried them, and they're now stuck inside the plane um, under an avalanche. So we cut to commercial. We come back, and they're kind of trying to dig their way out, and Macgyver. Um, <laughs> figure was that you I'm just saying yeah they try
1: to they're trying to dig their way but all the snow snow is like I'm just remembering he's like hacking at it with like a, a stick or something yeah like a piece of a plank right. or something but, right but yeah. in avalanche like the snow packs like almost hard as ice and like he just wasn't doing anything yeah and then he's like oh this taking forever but natalia She's like, well, this is a good time to drink, and like she pulls out some of that that um, vodka, hundred proof, vodka, yeah, and right. like starts going to take a big swig, and McGarr was like, wait a minute. <laughs> What? Pretty good. What? Yeah. What? And then he starts. He starts. You, you, you see the gears turning. Right. She calls him out on it. She's like, "You're thinking about something, aren't you?" And he's like, looking around. He's like, "Okay, I got some threat. I got some twine here. I've got some vodka. I've got a, a sleeping bag. And what's that? Oh, it's like a compressed air canister that was left here from the '40s. Oh,
2: there's still air in it. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: okay, cool, awesome. So, like, he takes the he takes the vodka as like an igniter." and he what does he wrap the he wraps the he did, canister he wraps the compressed air I, i'm guessing it's compressed air yeah
1: um canister in like rags and then soaks everything in vodka this 150 proof vodka and then puts it like in a fire pail mm-hmm. and then makes a fuse with like a, a shoelace or something yeah. like that and then kind of puts it into where the uh, the snow bank is coming in through the the the, the hatch and then kind of put some other bits of plane on top of it to hold it all in, lights the fuse, and they go
2: hide in the cockpit right? for and it they, to explode. And they watch the fuse, and they watch the fuse, and they watch the fuse, and then is like, well, what if it doesn't blow? Mm-hmm. And I had a thought of my, like, MacGyver's like, no, I, maybe... He's like, oh shit, maybe it won't blow. Like he walks out. (laughs) Look at it. Yeah, they would have made. He would have
0: made her walk out. (laughs) Yeah, right. Go check on it. (laughs) Go check on it, Natalia.
2: (laughs) So, so it it blows. The explosive goes off, and it blows a perfect little cylinder hole (laughs) right through the top. What was so goofy is like,
1: I don't know, because he used the compressed air canister to heat it up to explode to blow a hole in the snow. Right. And I'm thinking, you know, planes are just like really thin aluminum, right? And you're just hanging out in the cockpit like 20 feet away from it. Yeah. If it went the wrong way or if it actually exploded, yeah. you'd be dead. It, like the shrapnel, shrapnel would go, over go right through their chest. He would have Whatever. used Natalia as a shield, though. Oh, probably.
2: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. He was behind her. He was. That's right. He was yeah. at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then he's, so he's fine. So they get out and almost immediately they see Byronov's corpse like face down, which leads the question, how was he not buried under the avalanche that just happened? But, right anyway it plot matter. convention whatever <laughs> yeah it's fine <laughs> and natalia like makes a vow she's like i swear that when i when i recover this gold i will honor your name with those earthquake victims for their sacrifice i'm like uh, <laughs> okay got a nice pick in the chest i don't think that was much yeah, of a yeah. sacrifice and they,
1: they bury him on the mountain under a tarp
2: yeah it was a very nice moment
1: um but she said something interesting like it's very stoic she's like Oh, Baronoff, my friend i'm sorry, you deserved better mm. you didn't deserve to die like this, yeah, mm. and that was, there was no tears, but she was just very stoic, like yeah, you. it
2: was nice, I like <sighs> that I like that um so we cut back to Turkleton, and <laughs> he gets he he arrives at the cave, which I love it because like. You show they show the front of the cave and it's just there's just like a big giant sign with like a red cross mm-hmm. like sitting in front of it. It's been there since 1944. It's like part
1: of the plane, I think, that yeah, they stuck there. Yeah, like, right. it's like... but
2: it's been there since 1944 and right. no one's thought to go in. And <laughs> like, I don't know if a lot of people are in the Arctic Circle, but at the same time, like, well, if no one's found this plane, then no one's been around there. Yeah, just, it was just it just struck me as very funny. This just like yes. the sore thumb sticking out in the middle of the Arctic. Well, why why would the
0: Arctic Arctic winds shift all, you know, shift things enough so that the plane could be discovered. Hmm. But this part, nothing shifted there so that, you know. Right, right. Wouldn't you think that that would eventually get hidden by something over the course of 50 years or yeah. whatever it was? weird. Right, ah, exactly. Nature yeah. is a fickle, fickle yeah. temptress. Yeah.
1: So
2: West <laughs> goes inside the cave and he's like, he's slowly walking in. And it's at this point, it's, it's a beautifully sculpted cave. I know. It's like an ice cave. It's gorgeous. It's like it's perfect like the, it's like
0: a the palace in Frozen or something. Yeah,
2: it's like a perfect <laughs> circle. Like the tunnel that goes in is like a perfect circle and he starts mm-hmm. walking through it and it's like glowing. <laughs> Yeah, Fortress right. of Solitude is what I thought yes. in the middle of the episode
0: oh, yeah. I was like this is like this is been it's total designed. Fortress yeah. of Solitude <laughs> yeah it's not an accidental ice cave
2: so he gets in there and he discovers immediately he, he walks into one of the Russian crew members like one of the pilots frozen to death
1: like pretty pretty terrifyingly mm-hmm. so like, yeah. ugh, like yeah, his face corpse, is like Aww. Right. but I'm thinking you could still see his eyes I'm like I don't know over 50 years in, in Arctic I don't. I think your eyes would be kind of gone
0: yeah. yeah yeah. I don't think those there should have <laughs> been there'd be at least a layer of ice over. There. Yeah, you'd be like, ah
1: but it scares him a little bit. Yeah. Then he starts laughing. And he's like, Oh, Captain So and so, you almost got me.
2: And so as he's walking in, he he gets his foot on a trip wire mm-hmm. and we see the ceiling start to like crumble. Yeah. And we see something come through it. And we don't know immediately what it is, but we cut back to to Turk and it's like a slow motion. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs>
1: And it was basically somehow they they had rigged up. I think it was a bit a piece of landing gear and a, and part of a propeller. So like yeah. half of the blade of a propeller and some landing gear. So when he tripped the trip line, it swung down out of the out of the ceiling like a battering ram. <laughs> and
2: and the all we know is that it hit him. And the theory is that it's it should have like you you imagine that it goes in there and it, it impales you right through the chest. Blah that was amazing and I remember we all sat there watching it like what like <laughs> what the fuck just happened and we're like he's got to be dead Because it cut to commercial and, and so yeah so that's when we cut we cut to commercial we come back and, and macgyver and natalia have followed the tracks to the cave and they get into the cave and they find the prop and natalia was like macgyver look and she sees like a blood stain on the edge of this It's just nearly not nearly enough blood On that prop, I'm like, shit, that fucker's gonna be alive.
1: Yeah, and they look down, they see like drips on the ground, drips on the ground. They keep following (laughs) it, drips, 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 and then a pair of boots.
0: He's like, ah ha! I love that they have no peripheral vision at all they can only see what the camera sees right he drops of blood <laughs> i don't and then, like they scale up to the boots it's unless i missed
2: unless i missed it with the camera pan i don't think there was
0: a side cave
1: for him no. to sneak into no. no maybe he was no. hiding behind the frozen captain the frozen russian captain. i don't know because yeah
0: because directly in front of them i
2: was like i call bullshit on that like there's no way that a propeller would not have injured him more because he's like completely with it like he's, he's not fine. he's not struggling it's like s- it scratched yeah. his arm but
1: interestingly the blood was on the top of the blade and but it, so it swooped down so i would think it came and like scooped up under him but i think it just sliced him on the on the arm somehow because he was still fine he was maybe like,
2: he held his arms up or something oh maybe to, try to do that and it okay just it, just it slowed it down i don't know but i was like i call bullshit that. on that because yeah.
1: And we were thinking all these horrible things. Like, it got him in the crotch and cut him all the way up to the (laughs) neck and, like, split him in half. (laughs) And, Anthony, you you said, like, oh, yeah, like a clothespin. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Just. But nope, that didn't happen. Sure did
2: not. Sure didn't happen. In Like
1: the Saw version right. of this show. That's what happened. No, totally. Oh, what if it, it it did? But he's still okay. He just refuses to believe that he's hurt. <laughs> and, like his, his his legs are all the way up, so like his whole body. <laughs> oh, gross. So gross. <laughs>
2: Oh my God. That would be amazing. Maybe
1: the first maybe the
2: first draft of the script. Oh yeah, maybe. No, we can't we can't we cut can't, someone from now if Dana Alcar were directing, he would have busted his ass to get that scene oh, in. Oh yeah. There, oh yeah, he remember? totally would have. So he forces them ahead, like at gunpoint. He's like, listen, he's like, if there are any more traps in there, he's like, I'm not gonna get caught in them. So yeah. you and MacGyver, like Natalia, you and MacGyver, you're going in first. Okay. Okay. They're like, all right, fine. And he like again, Turk like very easily with no problem, like is able to like Go around the propeller and like get himself like curled through the hole and like roll out
0: under and, the other and side. Hold of the hold mm-hmm. up the
1: mechanism for MacGyver to sneak through. Yeah, all the while still holding
0: him at gunpoint. Right. Yeah. I mean. Right. This. You know. Uh, MacGyver, come on! Like yeah. just one quick move, and you could have taken that gun you away. You totally right? could exactly. have slammed that propeller back into him and yeah. just
2: finished off the paperclip. Oh, jeez, <laughs> jeez. So they get in there, and there's another tripwire, and MacGyver stops Natalia pretty quickly, and he looks up, and he sees two bottles on the left and the right side of the cave. One he assumes is filled with um, jet fuel, and on the other side, he look, he sees it's leaking battery acid. And so he's like, "Well, what happens is if those tripwire goes and they coll- they collide." creates a smoke screen and then boom everything collapses and you're dead yeah they blow up uh so he's like and turk's like well what are you gonna do about it and max like we're not gonna touch it because we don't know what's going to happen step over the damn tripwire." <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: the best thing to do when you find a booby trap and you don't know what it does is to leave it alone
2: right it's <laughs> pretty yeah sound advice right and Get out you of can it. easily step over it so just do it <laughs> and so west is uh turk's like all right we'll just let's just keep moving so they walk into this huge ice cavern I know. This is where you, Anthony, you had said like, this is like, it's total fortress of solitude. Yeah. But it also gave me like a last crusade vibe. Definitely. Like when, when Indy mm-hmm. walks into the guy with a, when he's trying to look for the Holy Grail and the guy, they get the, the, the knight just like standing right, right inside. Like, that's the feeling I got. Because wh-
1: this is also where you get the first glimpse of the gold. It all, it's all still there. It's all neatly stacked up. Right. And they can see it off in the corner along with the, the last pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and he's just sitting there like all frozen dead next to it. Yeah. Him, like, ah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, it's like the, the some of the like some of the ice is glowing like mm. bright blue and white. Like I'm like yeah. gorgeous, beautiful lighting. Like life. whoever li- whoever lit that cave, you can almost <laughs> hear like that crystal sound. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, great. So they get in there and um, they see, like you said, they see the gold. And uh, Natalia goes into the cave, and as soon the fir- like the second step she takes in, she steps on a pressure plate. Yeah, and. Basically triggers another trap. Now I don't know if he mentioned he says it's a mine, but I think he meant he says that it could be he he called
1: it it's like it's like a bouncing betty. And right. And she's like, What are you talking about? And, the, and and Turk is like, Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. He's like, It's a mine. Yeah. And it's like so a bouncing betty for the uninitiated is you step on it, and then when you step off of it, it, it it actually releases and jumps up to about waist height before it blows up. Oh really? So yeah, it makes a mess. Damn. Oh
2: yeah. I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. So ka chink p- so yeah. Natalia go boom, and yeah. everyone else the cavern uh, collapses in on itself. So Turk's like, so MacGyver, what are you gonna do to fix it? <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, well, you're gonna have to fix that for us. No, I'm just
1: gonna like put some weight on it, and uh, we're gonna get around it. He's yeah. like, oh no, 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 you're disarming it. Yeah, that
2: gold's coming out with me. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna use a couple of gold bars to counterbalance the weight of Natalia, and he's like, no, all that's leaving. Max like, okay. So what do you want me to do? <sighs> Disarm it. So he takes the uh, so he, he asks uh, Turkey. He's like, "Well, alright. Give me your, give me
0: your backpack. And Why?" He She's like, "Just give me the backpack, you, you, you bitch." You just asked me to disarm this thing, right? <laughs> Why? So Why?
2: he takes the backpack and he takes the frame and he grabs the bottom of the of the pack frame and he just like he snaps the bottom no. of the pack frame off the backpack. Okay, sure, whatever. All right, fine. And he gets back down on his on his stomach and like he leans over the spot and he he puts the he puts the edge of the, the the frame it's like a cylinder and he puts it right in and it fits perfectly right into the hole on the
0: pressure plate right where he needs it to. yeah so that
2: when natalia picks her foot up the plate won't go all the way up it just and jams it it'll jam it and that's exactly what it does she picks her foot up it jams it. And it's mm-hmm. fine. And, and Turk's like, "All right, MacGyver, thanks. I don't need you anymore." And he kicks MacGyver like into the crevasse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming
1: that there's no other right. thing. So MacGyver's <laughs> hanging there on the on the rod that he stuffed into the pr- pressure plate to stop it, but he's hanging off of it. Right. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, okay, MacGyver, you just snapped that off the backpack, and now it's holding your weight. Uh,
0: right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. I thought it, that's what I thought. I thought I was gonna snap the <clears throat> snap the pressure plate. Nah. But um. Natalia tries to pull him up and West is like you know going gold crazy he's like oh I finally found you he like (laughs)
1: so the gold the gold is sitting there on the hatch to the plane which they used to drag it there so that explains where the hatch went in like cargo netting and yeah and Turk like walks up to it and like almost like like grinds on it he like he's like right next to it like all this gold and he looks over and he sees the other pilot frozen there and he's got two bars of gold in each hand and he's dead And Turk wants all the gold, but I'm thinking, okay. So that pilot was either killed and placed in that position with the two bars of gold, or he died that way. Like he's holding these two bars of gold, like waiting for Turk to show up and just (laughs) dies, freezes to
2: death. It it makes it worse because when he pulls the gold. It's like he pulls because he, he pulls the gold and he pulls like a tripwire right. So that tripwire had to have been set up. So he it's like like you said like he just sat there with the gold and the tripwire and just waited to freeze to death. Right,
1: <laughs> right. So so I'm guessing. Let's say that that pilot he had died first. He's the co-pilot. Let's say he had died first. So the captain rigged him up like that. And yeah, maybe then he just put a bullet in his head or something. Or maybe, yeah, it didn't really show. Yeah. And then the captain went it waited out front after rigging up the rest of the booby traps and then waited and froze to death on his right. own. I don't know.
2: So so Turk pulls <laughs> so Turk pulls the pulls one of the gold bars and realizes that it's attached to a wire. Mm-hmm. And what it was is what is actually it was attached to the um the bottle trap uh-huh. from the other room. So they both the bottles came down and collided and made an explosion. And blocked them all in. Yeah. So there was oh, okay. no way that they were going to get in there. And it starts to like bring down the roof. There's debris falling all over the place. One piece beautifully hits West, uh, <laughs> hits Turk right on the back of the head. Turk mm-hmm. goes down this little path into a perfect hole yeah. and just <clears throat> slides to his death. And he's gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Slides to gone. his death and he's yep. gone. We, yep. never, we never see him again. We assume he died. Yeah. Um, so uh, Natalia finally gets MacGyver up to safety. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, I guess there's really only one way out." Or MacGyver's like, "Well, there's really only one way we're gonna get out of here." And so it's like, "Well, how, how are we gonna do it?" And like, well, same way they came in—that's how they brought the golden. And yeah. then it's like, because we see that it's on like the one of the parts of the plane. Yeah, right. And they clearly yeah. they had dragged it all the way to the cave. They dragged mm-hmm. it up this hill. Uh-huh. And they're just going to sled it back down the hill. Exactly. And yeah. so I found another note about the weight of this. And so what it says here again from from IMDb, it says the weight of all the gold bars would weigh over six tons. <laughs> Not only would the sled have never held that much weight, like that part of the plane, there's no way that Natalia and MacGyver or the pilots would have gotten that moving. No. Yeah, but That's no, hilarious. I love it. With though. no <laughs> problem, with no problem at all, they push. The gold bars on the sled down the hill, and then MacGyver and Natalia jump on behind it, and basically they're like <laughs> pulling the reins. Like Yah! I know, like, and you nice. see them like blast out through the, the wall of the cave, which is all like icicles and
1: stuff. And it looks like the the uh, the, the, the the gold bar sled is gonna flip over upside down on them and crush them. Yeah. Then it cuts to another <laughs> shot, and they're just sledding down the hill with this giant gold bar barge it's
0: like it's the most (laughs) ridiculous ending it's amazing to an otherwise you know to an uh, an episode otherwise that like is i don't know like it follows like a pretty it's a pretty interesting story and like just the end like blows it off yeah 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 and they like they they launched themselves
2: (laughs) off the back of it and sort of like slid to a stop and i'm thinking to myself Go ahead. No,
1: I could have sworn that I heard like them kind of somewhat crash at the end and all the bars go flying all over the place. I thought I heard that. Oh,
2: because I, I was going to say, I was thinking to myself, I was like, something's going to have to stop that, because if not, it's going to end up going all the way down that mountain and fucking kill someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Six I
0: mean, even, even if the gold. Right, even if that slams into something, they're going to hit the goal. going Right, I mean, like, <laughs> there's no... I mean, somebody's going to be no real way.
2: rich when they find that. <laughs> Yeah six, right. Six tons of gold
1: and all the little bits and pieces of MacGyver and Natasha that all the gold <laughs> smashed them to bits.
2: Oh man! So yeah, so they of course they they emerge down the mountain and they jump clear to safety and uh-huh. we cut to commercial and we cut back to the base camp. Woo! And MacGyver and Natalia are. Getting
1: snuggly with each other under a blanket with some hot cocoa. Yeah, but it's gonna be the base camp is just a really bright tent with a a, a wood stove in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, mm, huh. and so it's not so bad here at the Arctic Circle. <laughs> no, it really isn't. <laughs> Let me help be
2: warm. They're probably just drinking like really hot moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> Macgyver
1: doesn't know what it is. He's like, this is what is this? Dude? What
2: is this? This is really really good. Is it's, it's, it's cocoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Russian cocoa.
2: What's in it? Moonshine. <laughs> Drink it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting like they're getting all snuggly and like warm with each other and um natalia's like i really wish uh Barinov could have had the chance to see this gold that he helped fo-. oh so no they did they found like they got the gold back like, and yeah they exactly. to put it to good
1: use that's what got me confused because i thought i heard all the gold scatter to the winds i'm like oh they gathered it all up again right in the snow <laughs> right
2: and so they're kind of goofing around and they're just like they're getting ready to like go at it hard
1: yeah pretty sure they're gonna go ham on each other
2: and the door opens and it's fucking Pete. It's <laughs> like, oh man, well wow, I'm really glad I made it. I'm sorry. I, I I heard that you guys got all that stuff. The gold is done. It's great. Oh, no, he says I heard there was a whole bunch of trouble, so I came as
1: soon as I heard, and and I got here just before the storm. Aren't I lucky? And my guy was like,
2: good timing, Pete. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys doing? And then so we we close out we close out the episode with Pete like just completely playing the the oblivious cock block, <laughs> and uh, he he closes out with this.
0: You two look like you were in the middle of something. Uh, don't let me stop you. No, no, that's okay, Pete. I was just working on my Russian, but I think the lesson is over. Only for now.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they take Pete at his word, and when Pete says, Don't let me bother you, they're like, Oh, pff, all right. Go, you're asking for it, Pete. <laughs> right back at it. <laughs> and so they go at it, and, uh. <sighs> And Pete uh, Pete makes a hot toddy and just watches, <laughs> just watches it with the shaved ice. <laughs> he brought his own ginger ale and shaved ice. Um, so that's it. That's the end of the episode. Wrapped up beautifully. It was great. Uh, uh, it was a really good episode. I really, really liked this episode. I think I liked it better than seventy seven. I thought I think be, I, it was just like this it was a very. lot more adventurous. I liked the adventure aspect of it. Like we yeah. were saying, like I wanted Mac to go on an adventure, and he like this he was a totally really, did. He found an ice cave with the. Yeah. gold bars in 15, it 15,000 <laughs> pounds of gold that he sled down a hill <laughs> um yeah it was it was it was a good episode i liked it i initially went um, I'm going to go over my mullets here cause I have an initial rating, but I think I'm going to bump it. Um, so I gave a mullet to Turk because even though he was, he was the bad guy, like he was really good. Yes. I liked, I liked the actor. I just liked, I liked the way he played the part. Um, I got to give a mullet for sledding with the gold. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> it's looking amazing. So good. Uh, a mullet for Pete's cock block. Yep. <laughs> and um, I went a half mullet for this one, but I'm gonna bump it to a mullet because I liked um, I liked the Last Crusade vibe of the mm. climax, like all from the ice cavern and like all the traps and stuff like that. So I'm gonna give that whole end scene a vibe, a vibe, a, a mullet. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go to four, four out of five on this okay, one. Okay, it sounds good, definitely. Uh,
1: I went with again a mullet for Turret because I thought he was a good villain. I mean, he was yeah, kind of not predictable, but kind of predictable. But anyway, he was a good solid villain. And wasn't a total total tool. Yeah, in his own right, absolutely. Um, one mullet for sledding with the gold, like sledding the gold out of that ice cave and then riding with it down the hill and not dying it's just doing amazing. that. Amazing, <laughs> ridiculous. That was really fun. Um, <laughs> one mullet for Pete's cock block.
2: Oh, yeah, 'cause
1: what a, just he just he's, comes in at the last moment, so inopportune he
2: 's not in any of the episode, and then he just so like in the, the past two
1: episodes, Pete was in like the first maybe minute and a half of the one last week, right, or, or last episode, and then maybe about a minute of this one right and that's it exactly, um, but he's the one who's like the impetus for all of it happening, yeah, anyway, oh yeah, um. And then the last one, I gave it one mullet for the last crusade vibe, like going into that room with all the uh, only the penitent will pass kind of stuff, like booby traps, things swinging down, explosions, explosions, and then booby-trapped corpses. I think that's pretty fun.
2: Yeah. So what did you end up with with the final rating? That's four. That's a four? I gave it a four. That was very enjoyable. All right. So we both ended up at a four. That's awesome. Anthony, where'd you land?
0: Um, well I would say I'd give it a mullet for the setting and I, I just thought it was a cool, like throwback to like felt like a James Bond film and mm. it felt like a lot of like cool eighties action films. I've the booby traps made me think of Goonies. So like it reminded me of a lot of cool stuff of that era. Um, uh, I have to give a mullet for the ice pick to the chest. That <laughs> okay. Was, like, All, right. A sho- All right. really Shocking. Awesome. Death. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, and uh, I would give another mullet. Obviously, I, I have to give a mullet for the sledding scene as well. Yeah. I think that was just it's, like... It's, you have to. It just makes the episode. It's Absolutely. So awesome. mm-hmm. It's such a great ending. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought... It, I, I'd give another one just for the fact that it was like the end of the Cold War, and they were portraying Russians as like the good guys, and yeah. the American guy wound up being the bad guy, which I, oh, I met kind yeah. of... Oh, like, yeah. That was... Uh, yeah, kind that's been, like, a nice contra- little reversal. Controversial at that time Absolutely, or something. You know, like a mm-hmm. little... I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, so, very cool.
1: great. I yeah,
2: hadn't thought four. about that. You're you gave right. it a four. All right, all right. So we got we, we appreciate the episode, and uh, we kind of landed on all all the same all the same lines there for uh, for that. So yeah, good good episode. This season's been kicking ass. It has been. I've loved this season. I'm a little scared for the remainder of the series because I think things are gonna get real weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm excited for that. So uh, anyway, so next episode, Greg. You guys ready? All right, next episode is season four, episode 15, The Invisible Killer. Hmm. MacGyver leads a backpacking expedition into the wilderness for a stress-reducing program, but some members of the group are actually convicts from a local prison break. I was going to say,
1: Invisible Killer, this entire episode is going to be about carbon monoxide poisoning. It's going to be another <laughs> PSA. <laughs>
2: This is the only other episode in the series directed by Dana Alcar. Oh, this is going to be good. Invisible Killer. It's going to be um, very good. So, I'm I'm excited for this one. I'm looking or forward to it. I have very
1: that. high hopes or they gave him another shot. It's like, "Yeah, you did good with uh with uh, the cha- with Challenger." Yeah. Um, let's you, you get another one and watch it be like total crap. <laughs> I
2: I, I, ho- I really hope not. <laughs> no. Um, so one last thing before we close, Greg. I want to let you know that we are Two and a half weeks away from the end of this season.
1: That's crazy. How many more episodes do we, we have? We are.
2: So we got Invisible Killer. Then we've got, we got one, two, three, four. We have five episodes left oh, in the season. So we've got these two and then yeah, about two and a half weeks That's great. of the show. And then we're done with season four. That went by fast. <laughs> that went really fast. <laughs> well, it was only 19 episodes. So it was a really short oh, wow. season. That's true. Seasons five and six go back to twenty one episodes and then season seven is only thirteen episodes, so it's a short season for yeah, the final really season. Short season yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's gonna wrap it up for the week. Do you guys have anything else you wanna add before we close out for the evening? Um no. All right. Anyone, Anthony? No, I think I'm Anthony? good. Yeah, right. thanks again uh, for having hey, me guys. No problem. This is great. Um, all right, so if you guys liked what you heard and you like hearing Greg and uh, our occasional guests come in and shit on MacGyver. <laughs> um, in the most in, in the most endearing, endearing way. way uh, let us know. Um, Facebook is Champ and Klein Blow Your Mind. You can find us there. You can find us on Twitter at Blow Your Mind fourteen. You can find us on Instagram at Champacline. You can also email us, uh, let us blow your mind at gmail dot com. Find us on our website, champacline.com, where you can find not only um every episode of Mullets and Memories, but our, our other two uh, currently, uh, currently running podcasts: The 1440 and Champa and Klein. Blow your mind! Um, you can also leave us a rating on iTunes to help us be more visible to other listeners. Um, we would love for people to uh, to enjoy listening to our dulcet tones twice a week for the remainder of the series. That would be really fun. Um, so yeah, let us know. Uh, but I think that's going to wrap it up this week. So for Mullison Memories, I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. I'm Anthony Texera. Have a fantastic week, guys. Well. Maybe it's time for a s-